Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I have a book in my hand. And, okay, so imagine this. Your children are playing a game in a park or wherever they play them. Simple game of hide and seek and then the game is over and you can't find one of the kids and there's a moment of panic and everyone's heart's in their mouth and eventually the kid is found and I'll go home and we'll do our thing it's happened to us all what if you didn't find the kid what if a kid was never found and what if decades later the secrets began to unveil themselves. That's the subject, the central subject of the new book by Andrea Mara, which is called Hide and Seek, and she joins me. Andrea, good morning. Good morning. That was wonderfully creepy. I kind of got a bit creeped out there, so I was wondering if if you could just introduce the book in every situation and capacity from now on because you're very good at it (laughs) well that's the that's the premise and that's most of your books i think the ones i've read at least they're all sort of start from this little kernel that yes it's a fantasy and yes it's many many threads woven together but they start with some you like to start with something that could happen to anybody yeah, I sco- like all the other ones, it is based on something that really happened. So it's that whole kind of everyday parenting thing that, as you say, we've all been there. We've all lost sight of our kids in various situations. And I'm I'm definitely not the only one who's lost sight of a child during hide and seek. But then it's going home afterwards and going, oh, my God, but what if you never found them? So it's the what if of the everyday scenarios that usually end absolutely fine. Yeah. And of course, at the other end of it, then the premise of this book is that little Lily isn't found and that Mm -hmm. decades later, someone else moves into the house where she used to live and then the secrets begin to unfold slowly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, a family... Yeah. (laughs) So the family, I was quite taken with the idea that we had just moved into a new house when I started writing this. And the idea that when you move into a house, you don't necessarily know a lot about the history of the house and just chatting with people, you know, how would you feel if something very tragic had happened in the house? And some people would say, oh, it doesn't matter. A house is a house. And other people would say, oh, I don't know if I could live somewhere with a tragic past. So Joanna, the main character in the book, she moves into this new house and she's older 
delighted and then she's chatting with her neighbour and the neighbour is kind of saying oh yeah so you're in that house from where that child disappeared and she has no idea that this this happened that the house has this tragic history and then she starts googling and realises it's a little bit closer to home than she could ever have imagined No spoilers here but yeah the other thing that I guess is very true to life is if a house has a past um, and you move into the house with a past, you might say the same. It's just a house. The past has nothing to do with me. Then you realize, oh, hold on. People around me know more about this than they're saying. And they're mm-hmm. uncomfortable with me trying to find stuff out. Why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, like in in so many places, whether it's urban or rural or suburbs, which this book is set in the suburbs, um, there are always people who grew up in a particular housing estate, move away, come back, or maybe have lived there all their lives. So again, that's a little bit drawing on real life for me and this estate that I live in, in Dublin. There are people who've been here for, you know, families for two generations. The houses were built in the 60s. So people do know, like people will tell me, people on my road will tell me about my houses, previous owners and the parties they used to have. And so, you know, it was it's all very good stuff and positive stuff but if it wasn't that's interesting isn't it you know yeah yeah, but you know don't talk about the friend who went to the house one time and something very strange happened you what no no it's okay i've said too much now i've said too much now (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly it's always fun to imagine what what's going on behind closed doors what's going on behind those curtains the other thing about it is in 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 this writing and in your your other books remember the last one all all her fault you're you you paint the picture of the curtain twitcher you know, they're always mm. being watched mm. and it's a difficult yeah. living living in the suburbs anywhere where you move in as a newbie. Yeah. And everybody's watching and wondering. Yeah, what and think. like you just you kind of if you live anywhere urban or, or suburban, you just have to accept that everybody's kind of in each other's pockets and you just have to be OK with it. But like, I mean, you know, you look out the window, you can see into your neighbor's garden. I remember when my kids were small, and I used to be like closing the doors and the windows so I could get properly cross when they were just really, you know, misbehaving because everybody could hear you <laughs> if you started shouting with the windows open and the doors open. I, I will add that I didn't shout too much yeah, we all <laughs> but, have that yeah like it we all have that spot <laughs> in our house as well don't we andrea we all have that spot in our house that if we stand sort of two paces to the left we can see everything in the neighbor's garden but they don't know we're watching Okay, I'm really glad I'm not the only one who has done that. <laughs> That's very reassuring. But yeah, exactly. And I suppose we're kind of curious creatures, humans, so you can't help wondering about what's going on everywhere else. Your, your, your books are, they continue to impress every time you bring a new one out. And I, I've said this before, and I've, I've said it many, many times, my, my favourite writer in the world ever is, is Harlan Coben, who, who has this... Oh, yeah this gift of you go what the hell (laughs) and you can do that Andrea Mbarra you do it several times in a book oh that is a huge compliment thank you you very much and then you go back two pages and you go oh she was telling me two pages ago (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that that is a huge compliment because Harlan Coben is the is the king of the the short chapters and the cliffhangers and the that's twists right. and the that's twists right. on twists. So that's, that's huge. Right. Well, Thank this you. is the latest. It's going it's going well for you. It also looks at issues like parenthood and single motherhood and all of that and first time motherhood and how busy you are and how you're always trying to keep an eye on kids and how you're judged as a first time parent. Yeah, exactly. Or, or sometimes even not always how much we're judged, but also how much we think we're being judged. And there are definitely characters who are feeling judged. And that's, I would take that from real life too. You know, you hear people going, oh, I know your one at the school gate was looking at me because I gave him a packet of crisps to keep him quiet. And you kind of think, I wonder where they, or, you know, is everyone just so busy with their own lives? They don't really have time to be judging for you giving your child a packet of crisps when you absolutely just needed a little bit of peace and quiet or to stop the tantrum or or whatever it is. But I suppose we all judge ourselves and then we project that onto other people. So there's a little bit of that in the book as well. And straight away people are always asking, do we ever find out what really happened? Well, I'm not going to tell them and I know you're not either. Because <laughs> that nope, would be a spoiler. But it's all in the book. That would be a spoiler. <laughs> Listen, I'm so looking forward, Andrea, to talking to you at the Spike Island Festival. Uh, next, next I can't month. wait. I'm so excited about that. And I saw the picture of uh, all our names on a bus shelter in Cork. <laughs> and that was like the first time on a bus shelter. I was very excited. Yeah, I'll be chatting with, with yourself and Michelle Dunn uh, on the Sunday night mm-hmm. at the festival. So looking forward yeah. to that. Listen, good luck with I it. I, I don't even need to wish you luck. I know it's going to be another storm before you. Uh, congratulations. Andrea Mara, latest book called Hide and Seek. Cork's 96 FM.